0: Next time you jump into a yacht, you should worry not about the wind, but about waves. An average storm can't cause enough damage on its own, as the wind is unlikely to tilt the boat over. A wind-driven wave, however, might destroy a lot of equipment and even sink the yacht altogether. Don't worry, though. It's not that common to come across a bad storm, or worse, a hurricane while at sea. You'd really have to be looking for it. Most people with over 20 years' worth of experience at sea have never encountered extreme weather. Sure, the word yacht can sound a bit luxurious, but in some parts of the world, it's not that expensive. Like in Northern Europe, for example, you can purchase a ready to sail ship for around ten dollars to $20,000. It might need a bit of fixing, but it won't be a bad investment if you do plan on sailing to europe you might want to skip the mediterranean since it's a pretty lousy region for sailing you'll either have too much wind or no wind at all which is the worst kind of weather for sailors the perfect conditions are created by relatively strong and steady winds you'll find those in the caribbean and don't worry about the size of your ship it's really not that important you'll just need to be well prepared You can really travel around the world in a 30-foot long yacht if you're brave enough. In fact, one of the smallest boats to ever sail around the world was just 21 feet. Alessandro Di Benedetto circumnavigated the world in his little sailboat. It took him 268 days and 19 hours. Are the letters SSSS on your boarding pass a reason to worry? What's much more dangerous than turbulence? Should you really be the first to board the plane? You're about to figure it out. You might have noticed that most planes have blue seats. There's no mystery here. Airlines opt for this color because it's considered to have a calming effect. This color supposedly puts passengers at ease and helps even the most nervous flyers to relax. But there's also another, more practical reason. Stains. Dirt and scrapes are less visible on dark blue fabric. Never throw your boarding pass away in a public place. It contains tons of your sensitive information, including your name and frequent flyer number. This, in turn, may allow someone else to check your future bookings, change your seat, or even cancel your flights. So the best way to deal with a boarding pass for a flight you've already boarded is to take it home and feed it through a paper shredder. By the way, if you ever see the letters SSSS or S on your boarding pass, get ready for additional security checks. Instead of these letters, there may be a checkerboard pattern. Anyway, if you have any of these marks, your carry
1: on luggage can also undergo a thorough inspection. The plane rumbles into life and is soon roaring down the runway. You look out the window and your heart is racing. How exciting to be going on a holiday! Finally, It's only once you're above the clouds at 35,000 feet that you get up for a stretch. You look down the aisle and notice that the cockpit door is open. To your growing horror, you notice that it's completely empty. The pilot's either napping somewhere, gone for a comfort break, or there's no one flying this thing. You ask the flight attendant who tells you the truth. The plane is fully automatic, and there's nothing you can do. Self-flying planes are no longer the stuff of science fiction. They're already here. Many companies say pilotless passenger flights are simply a case of not if, but when. The issue is convincing the general public that they're safe. Some don't realize that once the seatbelt sign has been switched off, your typical passenger jet is likely flying by itself already. The autopilot can even climb, descend, and turn as instructed. We've already been flown about by an automated system. We just didn't realize to what extent. A commercial airliner can already land itself, though it's tricky to set up. Presently, two well-trained pilots are still required to be in the cockpit, for now. Many companies, such as Merlin Air, have been testing small two-engine planes to auto-fly in the Mojave Desert. Airbus performed its first fully automated takeoff in December 2019, though there were two pilots in the cockpit, just in case. Some companies are developing hardware and software to retrofit older planes. The aim is to replicate everything a pilot can do via a set of computer systems. The barrier, they say, is human rather than technical. Pilots don't worry about turbulence. That's because they know that there is a thing way more dangerous
0: than any turbulence. It's an updraft. In most cases, turbulence only drops you a couple of feet down, even though it might feel as if you're falling from the top of the Empire State Building. If the turbulence is strong enough for the pilots to ask flight attendants to sit down the plane can go 10 to 20 feet down the most extreme white knuckle turbulence is super rare but an updraft is a big air mass part of a storm or some other weather phenomenon moving upwards pilots don't see updrafts on their radars at night and when a plane hits one it feels like driving over a huge speed bump at 500 miles per hour An updraft is also extremely treacherous because it can push an aircraft upward to dangerous altitudes. Modern planes have a special system that detects other aircraft, mountains, and different solid objects in their path. 10 miles away from another plane and a voice in the cockpit starts chanting Traffic! Traffic! 5 miles closer and the same voice begins to give pilots the directions. Airplanes can operate with one engine, even during takeoff and landing. Both engines failing simultaneously is almost unheard of. But even then, a plane wouldn't drop from the sky like a rock. Pilots would have up to 20 minutes to find a suitable place to land. Planning on breaking world records yourself? Make sure you sail around the world eastward. It's easier, mostly due to stronger and more predictable winds and eastward currents in the southern hemisphere. Only five existing world records were obtained when travelers used the westward route. And since 2010, no one has set a record while going in that direction. There's no need to start learning astronavigation. Nobody uses it these days. It's more of a nice-to-have. Experienced sailors don't rely on space bodies to orient themselves. What people do use now for recreational navigation is an iPad. Even Airbus and Boeing pilots use iPads when flying. Speaking of how prepared you should be, brace yourself for a lot of boredom. We've all heard stories about wonderful sunrises and sunsets, swimming with dolphins and tuna. But you might have nothing to do for weeks. You'll just need to fix the tack every now and then, and that's it. As for the remaining 23 hours, 59 minutes, and 30 seconds of the day, no tasks. Bring a board game or a lot of books, will you? You might not be able to catch up with your friends back at home either. The internet at sea is both really slow and expensive. Slow as in it's going to take about a half an hour to download a small picture. Expensive as in a gigabyte might cost up to several thousand dollars. It's also best if you leave your pets at home. Dogs in particular don't like it at sea too much especially large dogs or those who weren't accustomed to that environment early on in their lives. You won't be able to easily toilet train a dog on board either. Cats, on the other hand, are a lot easier to take care of, so they make better sailors. Don't go heavy on the bananas if you're heading for the ocean either, as they're seen as bad luck, especially on fishing boats.
1: Some sailors say fish won't bite a hook if bananas are somewhere on board. Instead of folding each item individually, We're going to lay it out all on top of each other. Start with your shirts and tops, alternating with one on top and one on the bottom, keeping the necks of your shirts at the center. Work your way down to your pants and smaller items until they're all laid out flat. Try to keep your pants in the middle. Finally, start folding your items in on themselves with the shirts creating the outer layer until you end up with a neat bundle like a present you should be able to sit your bundle squarely into your bag. Packing Cubes It might not be as space-efficient as compression bags, but a lot of travelers prefer them for tidier and well-organized packing. You might like to divide them by outfits or clothes types, such as one for pants and one for tops. You can easily purchase packing cubes from most online retail services and travel and camping stores. There are also packing cubes specially designed for one or more pairs of shoes. This is a great way to compact the space your shoes would otherwise take up in your luggage and to keep your clean clothes from coming into contact with your footwear nobody wants their tops to smell like feet
0: right pilots and co-pilots eat different meals the reason for this precaution is very simple imagine both pilots having the same dish and getting food poisoning in this case neither of them will be able to control the plane If they still want to have the same dish and won't agree to have anything else, there's a safety net. Pilots don't have their meals at the same time. If one pilot ate the dish and still feels okay several hours later, the other pilot can brave their meal as well. What would you say when asked about the filthiest place on a plane? Nope, that's not the toilet seat, it's not even in the bathroom. Flight attendants warn that you should be particularly careful with headrests, seat pockets, tray tables, and seat belts. Experiments have shown that one-third of all seatbelts have yeast and mold on them. Most tray tables are covered with bacteria. Seat pockets are extremely filthy too, but headrests are the dirtiest of them all. In most cases, flight attendants don't have enough time to change or disinfect them in between flights. If your captain announces they're finishing some paperwork, it means they're busy revising the flight itinerary or waiting for the ground staff to prepare the flight logbook. That's a journal that contains the official record of a journey. Some places, especially those flying long distances, have secret bedrooms for crew
1: members to catch some shut-eye. The difference with air taxis is that there's no pilot, with the destination locked in from the beginning. The challenge for designers is how to operate in environments with numerous structures, such as buildings and bridges, and how to navigate moving obstacles as well, such as other aircraft and even flocks of birds. Tackling a variety of weather conditions, too, can also make for complicated and even dangerous possibilities. Superstorms, dust storms, snow, wind gusts, and even tornadoes can pose real problems. It's not like you can instruct your cabbie to take a different route. Or will we be able to do just that? Perhaps we could verbally tell the system to divert from its projected pathway. This is the same situation for planes, particularly in terms of weather and air turbulence. There is still much more work to do. Air taxis can only accommodate a limited number of people, though it's projected that short-range flights could carry up to 14 people. There is so much confidence in these vehicles that a startup company, Skyports of Melbourne, Australia, want to start operating a large-scale, nationwide air taxi base by 2025. Other large corporations are also in the air taxi race, such as Boeing, Airbus, and Toyota. With larger planes already capable of pilotless flight, you may be wondering, why isn't this happening already? People will surely get used to it. Well, there are a few obstacles. There are regulations that are yet to be drawn up. Business people are already saying that regulators are falling behind and that air taxis alone could be a multi-trillion-dollar industry within just two decades. Almost all people misuse a
0: travel pillow. Usually, the two ends of the U-shaped cushion are directed forward. The correct position is to turn the pillow on the other side. The arc should be under your chin, and the two ends should look back. Your neck will feel much more comfortable in this position, and you'll get a great nap. The best wind to handle small and mid-sized ships is anywhere between 8 to 12 knots. This is still good enough to reach impressive sailing speeds. For beginners, a speed of 5 to 8 knots is perfect to learn the basics. Anything under 5 knots is too slow. Age was only a number for Laura Decker when, at 16 years old, she became the youngest person to ever circumnavigate the world solo. The Dutch authorities almost didn't allow this to happen since they believed she was too young for the journey. This astonishing feat isn't recorded in the Guinness Book of World Records because nobody wants to encourage 14-year-olds to sail the world by themselves. The first time a person managed to circumnavigate the world alone was back in the late 1800s. Joshua Slocum left Boston, Massachusetts on April 24, 1895 and returned three years later, on June 27, 1898, to Newport, Rhode Island. In total, he sailed more than 46,000 miles. The water in oceans and seas is pretty salty. While 3.5% is the average salt level, some bodies of water contain even more salt. It speeds up metal corrosion, so the saltier the sea, the more damage it will do to your ship and the faster it'll happen. The saltiest waters on Earth are in the Mediterranean Sea, which has roughly 3.8% salinity. For less salty water, head towards the poles. The fastest sailor of all time is Paul Larson from Australia. He broke the world record at 65.45 knots. His records are for the sailing speed at a distance of 0.3 miles, also called outright, and for the fastest nautical mile no maritime story would be complete without that of violet jessup the nurse that survived all three disasters aboard the sister ships the titanic the britannic and olympic she worked on ships to support her family well into her 60s and traveled all over the world that's it for today so hey if you pacified your curiosity then give the video a like and share it with your friends or if you want more just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.